Hi everyone, welcome to Socialize TV. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a channel where we will be discussing many different topics. This commentary is based on my opinion only. Nothing should be taken as fact or personal. Stay tuned in and let's get started with today's video. Good morning, afternoon, and evening to you, wherever you may be. This is another episode of Socialize TV. Today's episode is going to be about shaping people in your image. And I realize today this is a topic that's very, very important, and it's one that I sort of wish I did a little earlier in the beginning stages of this podcast. However, I figured now is a really good time to talk about this, especially considering the fact that many people are really hype for Valentine's Day. It's the next commercial holiday and it's, it's a very big deal. I know for me, it was a very, very big deal all my life and so I totally understand and so there's some topics that I feel like are really crucial to talk about right now considering that you know some people are really worried that they're not going to have someone special to share Valentine's Day with and I understand what it feels like to be in that situation and I'll probably do a um a Valentine's Day special talking about my experiences with the holiday but um anyways I want to talk about how sometimes we do so many different things to keep a relationship that is clearly not working and one of the things that I feel we do the most, or if I had to just chop it up to be one thing, I would chop it up to be that we like to shape our partner in the image that we choose for them and we don't accept them as they are. The reason why I say this is so important is not only is this something that's so frequently done, but it's something we don't have the right to do. 
the, the thing about it is this. Will we try to shape and mold people to our image? We do this off of the premise of past experiences. And so if we have dealt with a certain issue or an insecurity that we have had about ourselves, we try to make our partner be the opposite or a better version of that. And so we do so many different things to put our partner in that box and they may not even realize that that's what we're doing. And it causes a pressure to happen in a relationship. And when that partner realizes like, you're expecting me to be somebody that I'm not, that's where it causes issues. And we do it so often. We, we have, we've been conditioned to want perfection in other people. And it's like perfection cannot be achieved. I don't care what kind of made up definition you want to give perfection, but it's like, you can't achieve it. Statistically, you have to make so many attempts before you get it right in sequence enough times to say you can get it done this way each time, every time. Statistically, it's very hard to even achieve. So it's like, no matter how you want to look at it, it's unrealistic to expect perfection from people who are not perfect. It does not make sense. That's like expecting squares to somehow all of a sudden end up a circle. What? A square is a square. It ain't gonna be anything else other than a square. And so we we get into this habit of really going out of our way to change people. And it's like we just gotta accept them for who they are. I hate to use this example, but one that comes to mind is when you have men who try to think that they can start off being sugar daddies and end up being the husband and think it's going to work and it won't. You know, when you are somebody's sugar daddy or you're the sugar parent, I hate to even say that, but it's like, if you're the sugar parent and you have a sugar baby, it's like that is a contractual business agreement. And so there are rules that have to be upheld in that agreement. And so to try to have a romantic relationship out of that is unrealistic. They're not even found, they're not even founded on the same principles. And so it's like when people try to transition their relationships from one thing to the other, and they wonder why it doesn't work, it's sometimes funny to me. Because I'm just like, you are in denial to think that this relationship can somehow transition to this. Because that's not the premise in which it started. It's just like how I say people who started off having a very sexual relationship shouldn't expect to transition to a romantic one. That's not how this thing started off. So when you 
have people with these really abstract ways of of thinking and, and you know wanting different things in relationships it's just really strange because I'm just like that's not something that really should happen you should just accept it for what it is especially considering the fact that starting off it was okay being that way so now it's like why does it have to transition to something different at this point again trying to be in control every step of the way is very problematic i know some men for example that you know have a girl they really like she's not his girlfriend but they do everything together that would be suggestive of such and it's like she's pretty much using him he doesn't see it to be that way in his mind. He thinks they're in a relationship, but if you ask her, she's just a friend. And you know, there have been many songs that have been made to, to describe this kind of dynamic, but it, it happens all the time. You know, people are not going to be on the same page about how they view the relationship, and that's where something got miscommunicated somewhere. I've been in situations where it's like, I I just have been in limbo most of the time. And what I mean by that is I've gotten with guys under all different kinds of circumstances and I didn't know what was going to be the end result. But if I liked them enough, obviously I hoped for a relationship, but that didn't always happen. And sometimes it's like, instead of accepting that the reason why we got together was X, Y, and Z. It's like I kept trying to make it work because I like that guy so much. And, you know, I've made that mistake a few times with, like, the last few guys that I dated. And I just was like, this is not conducive for me because it makes me waste so much time that I can't get back. And I could have been doing something else. I could have been seeing a different person or I just could have been single. But whatever the reason, it's like this wasted time. It wasted so much time. And, you know, some situations were just flings. Some were, you know, on some using type stuff where it's like you got something I want. He, you know, I got something he want. And it's like. It was what it was. The situation was just convenient. So it was all different kinds of things. Now, I don't feel like any situation really could be a bad one if two people are agreeing to that's what it is. But most of the time, you're going to have one person thinking that it's something more. And that's why it's like, the way you treat somebody and the things that you do in a relationship are very important because it will send the message that it's different without you having to say otherwise. You know, so many men like to say, oh, I never said we were in a relationship. You didn't have to. You treated her like she was your girlfriend. You had her over your house all the time. You had sex with her all the time. You spent some time with her family she spent time with your family 
y'all have done a lot of intimate things. It's like, of course, in her mind, she's going to think she's your girlfriend. Like, what do you mean you didn't say she was your girlfriend? You didn't have to. And this is why I say, if guys know, like, that's not their intention to be in a relationship with you, just don't even date you. Don't even waste your time. But that's the thing. They get something out of wasting a woman's time. And that's what would infuriate me because I'm just like, it was nothing funny about you making me feel stupid or making me feel like what we had was deeper than what it was. And you didn't say otherwise or do otherwise. And so I was just like, what was I supposed to expect? It was really crazy. And so I'm just like, I, I can't keep getting into these situations. And so that's why in this relationship now, I'm glad that right from the beginning, things were communicated about intentions. Because otherwise, I would have been just wasting my time again. The other... Thing that I want to discuss about shaping people in your image is that a lot of times too it comes off as very narcissistic. It's like again what what I meant by having the right. It's like what makes you feel like your standard is the standard that somebody should aspire to or or should want to reach. That's the ultimate question. And a lot of people are going to get offended. But seriously, it's like, why does it matter if someone can or cannot reach your standard? Who are you supposed to be? Why am I supposed to care? And so many times, you know, people get frustrated that they can't find a good man, quote unquote, or a good woman, quote unquote, and it's because you're trying to make her be something that you're not. You're trying to have all of these demands and think that they're supposed to meet each and every single one of those criteria. And if they don't or fall short or whatever the case, then it's like they're not worthy of your attention and your loyalty. Like what? That's why you have women now who are only giving their attention to men who can match them or have more than them. And it's like, if you can't bring what I bring into the table, it's like we got nothing to discuss. And I think it's only fair. It's fair because, you know, you have men who don't have more than women or they're at the same level and they feel as though they're in an unrealistic hierarchy above their partner and it's an issue and so it's just like you know if you want to practice the hypergamy go ahead i'm not saying it's an issue you do what works best for you but generally speaking it's like i've had men make some demands of me and i'm just like but we're but according to you i'm not your girlfriend so why am i supposed to do all of these things that you want but i'm not your girlfriend it doesn't make sense even friends with benefits has this problem where it's like, okay, you two are in a relationship, 
and are having sex with each other all the time. But it's like, I can't have sex with additional people, but you can. What? The whole point of us being friends with benefits is so that we can have each other available to one another when we want sex. That was the whole point. So to still have sex with other people anyway, it's like, why are we even dealing with each other personally? It doesn't make sense. And I will always ask this question, but it, it never would be perceived that way. Where it's like, oh, you know, um, are you, since I'm ex, if I'm seeing somebody or whatever, the dude always want to flip out. I'm just like, I always started talking to this dude because you started acting unavailable and that just led me to believe that you were just finding somebody else to mess with. So I did the same thing. How is it now a problem? You know, it just gets so convoluted and messy and it's just like, it should not take all of this extra just to be with somebody, but it does. And if you're dealing with narcissists and control freaks, this is what's going to happen. The other time too is that you know, and I don't want to make this sound like this is just something that men do because women do it too. This is an all-gender inclusive thing. I've seen some people be control freaks. And they wonder why they can't find somebody. And I want to so bad name all the reasons why I think that is the, the reason why they're single. But it's something they got to realize or their own doing the self-introspection. Because it's like, when they realize that they can't control what somebody does and doesn't do, only then are they going to have a realistic expectation out of a relationship. Because otherwise, nothing you say is going to matter. You know, you have some people where they just got this false sense of importance where they think that somebody is supposed to jump through hula hoops to be with them. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do that because I don't give a damn enough. I'm sorry, I don't. It's like, I, I'm i not going to do that. And it's like, what are you going to do for me? Well, as soon as you start having that kind of conversation, it's a problem. You have no right to make demands the way they're making demands from you. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And I'm just like, no, th this is not how a relationship is supposed to be. Sort of piggybacking off of the previous topic of over-sexualization and overcompensation in relationships. This is sort of the same thing where it's like, you're, you're where you have men who are trying to turn women into porn stars to satisfy their sexual desires, and that may not be the kind of woman that they are, or that may not be something that woman is comfortable doing, but just having that societal pressure and that misogynistic pressure to be attractive to a man all the time is the only thing that should matter to her. It should be the only thing that's rooted in her existence. And that's the problem. 
And it's like you have women who, on the one hand, are just struggling to, to keep up with that standard. And then you have men who are not appreciating the effort and just are moving from one partner to the next, trying to find somebody who can meet the expectation. And then you just have a whole bunch of people now involved with one man and it shouldn't have been. So it's like, it gets really complicated and convoluted and it's just like, this is screwed up. This is really screwed up. I, I had a friend where her situation was very interesting to me. And the reason I say it was interesting was because comparing her past relationships and comparing what she was expecting for the future, I'm just like, the solution to your problem is very, very simple. But for some reason, there's a refusal or I wouldn't say a refusal, but I can't think of a better word to use other than a refusal to do something different. And I'm just like, I don't know how you, you can't get the man that you say you want because being in a society where fetishization of Asian women and Latina women and biracial women work to these women's benefit. I'm just like, you have something already working for you. So I'm not understanding why you're having such an issue. And that's why I said it, it was a personal thing because I'm just like, you already know that men want you because of the fact that you're mixed. Like, that's to your advantage. You, and you know that. So it's like, use it to your advantage. I'm not upset that that's something she can use to her advantage. If anything, I'm the one who let her be aware of it, that it's an advantage. So it's no hateration over here. It's just that I'm just like, I also understand that the demographic of men that she says she wants primarily is going to be a white guy and I'm just like but you date everybody other than a white guy and then you wonder why you are experiencing the issues that you're you're dealing with you're not dating the men that you say you want and so it just made me wonder are you saying that you like white men because I say I like white men or you know is is that how you really feel I, I'm just confused I'm very, very confused. And the thing is, I'm not trying to make this be a race thing and say that, oh, because she wasn't dating white men, they automatically weren't quality. It's just that she weren't dating quality men, period, that also happened to not be white. That's what I mean by that. And so I'm just like, she was dating the kind of men that we would make fun of, you know, back in, in school and things like that. These were men who I would never give the time of day. And she was dealing with them off and on in secret, and I didn't even know about it. And as soon as we would have conversations about it, it's all coming out. And I just, for the life of me, would be like, why? Or rather, how did you get in a situation like this? How did it go on for so long? 
I would be baffled. And I would be baffled not from a place of being judgmental, but just knowing what I did know. I just was like, this isn't making sense. Like, this is not making any kind of sense. I don't understand. All you have to do is just not date them. Like, it, it was a very simple solution to this problem, but she just didn't change. And I'm just like, I don't know what serious insecurities that were there or concerns were there. I, I don't know, but it's something that was holding her back. And I'm just like, this is hurting you. Like... You know, and, and, it's, and as someone who really cared about this person, it was frustrating to me. It was uber frustrating. Because it's like, I was in a situation where I very well knew that I couldn't change the men that I was dealing with. I was in these situations because these dudes created them. But I knew my problem after the fact was that because I was so worried about not necessarily feeling like I needed to compete with other women, but just feeling like I was good enough without being picked apart. And it's like, you know, I, I just, I knew that was my problem. And all I had to do was just stop dating them. And eventually I did do it. You know, there were some guys that I did eventually like leave alone. But for her, it's like, Things with order, order, order. These are some serious situations. Like, I'm not talking about anything minuscule. I'm talking about, like, really serious things that, like, nobody should think is a joke. <laughs> and that's why it was, like, so frustrating. But, um, you know, I, I just, at the same time, was like, you know, will, will, you, will you do get the guy that you want to say, how are you going to handle that? Because it's like... You know, yes, you want this guy to be in your image, but it's like, but if the issue for you is feeling like you're enough for a guy, it's like whether you date the guy you want or not, you're still going to have the same issue. So I couldn't just diagnose the problem. It was frustrating. But you, you will get hurt trying to live up to unrealistic standards. You really will. And it's like... There are some women who they don't care about living up to the standard. To them, it's a small price to pay to get what they want. And I hate to be so brash about it, but some women, it's like as long as they are getting their designer bags and their hair weave, they will be the side chick. They will be the sugar baby. They will be the escort. As long as they can get those things... It's like, so what? I don't have to be married. I don't have to be in a relationship. So what? They don't care. If I got to be a man's secret just to go on trips, I'll do that. That's how a lot of women feel. And that's why there's a perpetuation of just... Being a sex object comes into play. And this is why men expect it. Because there's too many women who are willing to do it. Then there are women who are not willing to do it. So it's like, it's an expectation. That's why it's like, 
it does matter what you do because that makes it harder for other women. It's just like when I think about black relations and how black men treat black women, it's like if more black women stop being so accepting of the way that black men treat us, then maybe they will realize they need to treat us better. Especially considering the fact that they don't treat non-black women the way they do us. But the difference is we accept it, they don't. And so it's like, will we realize that when we step back from that and just move on and find love elsewhere, we'll be happier that maybe some things will change. But being loyal to your race should not come at the cost of being disrespected by anybody. And that's like a conversation people are just not ready to have. And that's something that I did. You know, it's like, I didn't date outside of my race because I was trying to be a rebel. I did it because the black men did not respect me. Black men were the black men were the ones calling me fat and big and huge and a whale and a bitch and a slut and a whore. Black men were the ones calling me that. White men were not calling me this. White men weren't calling me N-words. White men weren't doing any of that. They weren't. And I know people love to make it seem like, you know, everything is a race issue, but no, it's not. And I'm not going to say something happened just to demonize one group and uplift another. I'm not uplifting or demonizing anybody. I'm just stating the truth. I'm just stating what happened to me. And so it's just like, I'm going to be with the men that are not disrespecting me. Yes, disrespect happened in other ways. You know, standing me up for dates, you know, lying to me, things like that. That's general disrespect. But when you have men going out of their way to, to just treat you mean and nasty and you did nothing to them, that's a whole different thing. That's a whole different thing. I grew up feeling like I deserved that. And that's what was so hurtful. I felt like I deserved to be treated like that. Because it's like nobody else around me was getting treated like that. And I can't do anything about how I look. And I don't intend to. I don't intend on getting plastic surgery. I don't intend on skin bleaching. I don't intend on doing anything to my hair. Like I'm fine with how I look. But some people are not mentally and emotionally there. And so that's why it's an issue. And that's why I'm talking about it. But if I let what those men said about me get to me, I would be spending my whole life trying to live up to their standard and they still would treat me like shit. And I, and I know we get tired of talking about Lil' Kim, but like this is literally her life story. She has spent her entire existence living up to what she thought black men wanted and they still didn't accept her for who she was. And it took her so long to try to get remotely close to accepting herself after all the damage had already been done. And it's like, how many of us have been in her shoes? It's a real problem. And I'm tired of people acting like it's not. 
I'm so tired of it. We got to stop trying to, you know, perpetuate these stereotypes and these standards because it's hurtful. And then, like I said, if women started doing the same thing to men, if, for example, if all black women expected all black men to look like either Denzel Washington or Idris Elba, it would be an issue. Or Michael B. Jordan. If we expected all black men to look like them, it'd be a problem. It would be outrage. Like, why can't I be accepted for me? Now you get the point. Now you understand exactly what we are talking about. It's like, why the situation's got to be flipped the other way for you to get the point? I don't understand. And, you know, I can't even say, like, which group of women have harsher men. I can't even make that call. Because I, I just think misogyny is the son of a bitch regardless. You know, it's like, men just expect us women to be so perfect. And to be honest, I feel slightly sorry for some women who have celebrity husbands. Because it's like, they have to look good all the time. They better not gain weight after they had, I don't know how many kids by this man. It's not going to be acceptable. You know, she better not, not look like how she did when she was 17 or 18. When he got with her, she's now 40 and looks different. And then at the same time, we would criticize this woman if she got plastic surgery and say she don't look the same. It's like she got plastic surgery because you kept shitting on her about how she looked because she didn't look like how she did when she was a teenager, which none of us looked the same like how we did as a teenager. That's why she did it. So you can't win no matter what. <laughs> you know, it's, it's screwed up. It's so screwed up. It's so screwed up. And it's like, I, I again, I just feel sorry for people who have just gone through that. It is going through that. It's just feeling like, they can't be accepted as they are. The fact of the matter is this. People are going to change. People are going to get older. People are going to get wrinkles. They're going to lose hair. They're, they're going to gain weight. They're going to, people are just going to look different. But what does that have to do with who they are as a person or how they treat you? What does that got to do with anything? And you know what else too? The other thing that I hate is that the same people who are trying to shape others in their image, these are also the same people who shame others for the partners they pick. They try to make them feel bad, like it's something wrong with them wanting to be with, you know, a, a partner that looks like XYZ. For example, there are men who will literally shame other men for liking Big girls, plus size women. And it's like, oh, why do you want to be with her? It's almost to say that being with a plus size woman is somehow a downgrade. And what if that's what he like? It's like, what does that got to do with you? He has every right to date plus size women if he want to date plus size women, just like if he wants to exclusively date plus size women and not fit women or in shape women, he has every right to do that. That has nothing to do with you. 
Just like if you only want to date white women and you don't want to date any other groups of women, you have every right to do that. But don't try to tell somebody else it's a problem. Do you know how many times I had men switch up on me because somebody told them that they shouldn't like somebody like me? Like somehow it was a bad thing to like somebody like me and I wasn't even a promiscuous person. I wasn't having sex with everybody. I didn't have that reputation at all. But people talked about me like I did. And then when I looked, motherfuckers were changing on me. And I hate to be cussing, but seriously, I had that happen. And I was just like, why are you acting different? And then what was crazy was that nobody ever asked my side of the story and be like, well, people were saying such and such about you and that was why so-and-so stopped talking to you or hanging out with you. Like, what happened? Not a goddamn thing. And then it's like, I'm in a position where I got to choose to be the bigger and mature person and let the situation go or straight up expose the asses. Then it's like, I'm a bad person. It's like, let me expose the fact that you call my house every single day. Or you you call me and, you know, be saying all of these things to me over the phone. Or, you know, we hang out when we're not in school. It's like, what if I said all of that? It's, it's crazy. I've been through some traumatizing things. And to be honest, not until last year did I realize, like, I've been traumatized growing up. I really have been. And it's like, some people want to write it off as, you know, that's just a part of growing up. I'm not trying to normalize dysfunction, okay? I've gotten to a place in my life where I am not normalizing dysfunction. Because that's why we're not progressing. This is why we can't get to a place of healing. Because we keep making excuses for things that shouldn't happen. And it's like, it's nothing normal about this. And I'm not the only person that has this story. That's why it's like, the more people that talk about it, the more we can normalize that this is a, a problem. You know, some things aren't a black issue or a white issue or a woman's issue but it does shape our identity as such. And that's why it, it matters to talk about it. Because it's like, we're not the only ones with the same story. So it is important. And it's like, I don't be asking for much. I accept men just as they are. I don't be trying to change them. But it's like, me on the other hand, it's like, they expect me to be God knows who. I, I don't know who they be expecting me to be. I'm like, I can only be myself. And then the other thing too is, it's like, whether you like me or not, the truth is the truth. So it's like, I don't have time to be worried about who agrees with me, who doesn't agree with me, who doesn't like me, who does like me. The truth is the truth. And so even if I'm in a relationship with you, it's like, if it applies, it applies. You know, I'm not going to, to shut up and stifle 
my realistic opinion all because it somehow, you know, makes you shook. So what? I don't care. People don't have the right to demonize other people the way they do. Because victimhood is too attractive. People just love being the victim. People just love trying to point the finger and say, it's somebody else's fault when it really isn't. Anyways. The whole point of this is to have you understand that you will find yourself in a lot of relationships like this where it just seemed like your partner is just expecting you to do too much and it's too much on your plate. And that is not a part of being in a relationship. The fact is, is that you have people raised a certain way and they think a certain thing. And it's like, they expect it. They just expect you to just accept it. It's like, I don't have to accept anything. I don't. I don't want to do such and such. I don't. And like I always keep saying, even if I did everything you wanted, you still will cheat if you want to. So regardless, I would rather not do all of that and burn myself out and disappoint myself or to do all of that feels stupid and you, and you just still disrespect me anyway. I'd rather not even do it. I'm just, I'm just over it. I'm just over people and I'm tired of people being hurt by this. I'm tired of people's kindness being taken for granted. I'm tired of people being used and abused. I, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And this is why you have people who are so unhappy and they try their damnness to make something out of a fucked up situation. You know, they they were they were screwing each other, they had an accident baby, and now they tried to be parents and it's not working, or they just stole somebody else's man, married him, and then wonder why he cheated on her. I'm like, you were a home record to begin with. It's like people were doing all kinds of things. All kinds of things. You know, you have women who treated that guy as their doormat. And as soon as he moved on and is doing good for himself and can take care of her, now she want to come back. Or you have the guy that, you know, was the sugar daddy and now he wants to be the husband and then she's wondering why she's not trying to go there with him. Like, this is, this is what you're going to deal with. People want it their way. People are too selfish. I don't know what else to tell you. But learn this now because it'll save you so much time and drama. It took me years to realize that it was so many things wrong with my dating life. And that's why, you know, I don't really feel young like I should because I feel like I've wasted all of my years on this nonsense. Focusing on the same problem. It was always the same problem, just 
presented a different way. And I'm since 24, it's like it's things I'm just doing for the first time. It it felt like for so long my life didn't even belong to me. Everything about who I was was judged by other people and nobody gave a damn about who I was. It screwed up. But yet, when I'm gone, it's like, that'll be a different thing. Not trying to get roses later. I want them now. I care about empowering people right now. Because again, my story is not unique. But it is my story. And it's like somebody somewhere can relate. And it's like you don't have to be my age to learn what I have learned. I can teach it to you now. That's what I wish other people did. Was teach me some things way beforehand. Maybe things would have been different. But yeah, stop feeling like your life is all dependent on what somebody else wants. And you know what? It just don't even have to apply just to relationships. It can apply to your parents. You got some people who are in school picking majors and career paths just because that's what their parents are or what they did. That might not be for you. Do what's going to work for you. So what if they mad? So what? They can't say nothing once you got your degree. What can they do? Nothing. I'm telling you, like, we've really been conditioned to just have a screwed up way of thinking about some things. We, we really do. And we need to snap out of it. We need to be more realistic about what's actually important. And then I think only then will we be able to get our lives back and feel like we have control over our lives. I just... I, again, I just wish we could treat people better. I wish that we could do things differently. I wish that we could just love each other and just build and grow and help each other. That that was the whole point. That was the whole point of life and companionship. You don't have to go through this thing alone. But again, you got people who are so selfish. They only care about what they want as if it matters so much. It's not just about you. I've read it on long enough. I I apologize. But seriously, I'm, I'm worn out by this. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm, I'm just tired of seeing people in anguish, in genuine anguish over this. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Nothing gives you the right to ruin somebody else's life over a false pretense. Nobody should have that kind of control. But that concludes today's episode. I hope you found it helpful. I hope you enjoyed it.
like and subscribe to the podcast on all platforms the same way it is spelled here. And I can follow the Facebook page. That way you can keep up with all future updates. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you in my next one. Bye-bye and so long.